Hi, this is Mark. Thank you so much for joining me on Words of Truth today. I trust that God will use this to bless your life. You know, there isn't anything in our world that is as prevalent as worry. Worry is an emotion that has the ability to break down our will, to frustrate us, and even have an effect on our physical well-being. Maybe you've heard the expression, sick with worry. Maybe you heard it when you were growing up. You came home late, and your mother met you at the door, and she said, where have you been? I have been sick with worry. (laughs) I heard that many times. But did you know that you can literally be sick with worry? Chronic worry and emotional stress can trigger a host of health problems. The problems occur when the fight-or-flight response is triggered by excessive worry and anxiety, and then in response, that can cause the body's sympathetic nerve system uh, to release stress hormones such as cortisol. These hormones can boost blood sugar levels and blood fats that can be used by the body for fuel, but they can also cause other physical reactions such as dizziness and a faster heartbeat and fatigue and headaches and irritability and nervous energy and a host of other responses. And so you can see that if excessive worrying and high anxiety aren't dealt with, They can cause all kinds of problems, including depression and even suicidal thoughts. Maybe there's a reason worry is mentioned 34 times in the New Testament and why Jesus taught us in Matthew chapter 6, verses 31 to 33, Therefore do not be anxious, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. You see, Jesus knew that worry could have a negative effect on us, and so he tells us not to worry about anything, but to trust him in everything. In fact, the word worry is an old English word that meant to slay, kill, or injure by biting and shaking the throat, or to strangle. And you know what? That's literally what worry does to us. It strangles our joy. It strangles our ambition. It suffocates our ability to think straight and to enjoy other people and even take away our motivation for living. And that's why the Apostle Paul was so blunt when he said in Philippians chapter 4 and verse 6, do not be anxious about anything. In fact, the, the entire word of God is an exhortation to believers to stop worrying. Everywhere you read in the Word of God, worry is forbidden for the believer. God told Joshua, the new leader of the nation of Israel, after Moses died, only be strong and very courageous. Do not be frightened. Do not be dismayed. And many times God told the kings when they were facing powerful enemies not to worry. 
but that God would be with them. After Jesus' resurrection, he met with the disciples in an upper room, and he said, My peace I leave with you. Now, why would they need God's peace if worry wasn't going to be a problem? You see, God knew how they were going to react, and he gave them his spirit of peace. Peter exhorts us in his letter to cast all your cares upon him because he cares for you. That's another word for worry or anxiety, the word care. You see, our natural inclination is to worry and fret and be anxious about everything. And that's why the Bible talks about it so much, because God knew this would be our, well, knee-jerk reaction in life, and he wanted to give us a solution for our worry problem. I love it when the Apostle Paul said in Philippians chapter 4 and verse 6, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. In everything, in every situation, we're to bring our worry and anxiety to God in prayer. There isn't anything too small to bring him to him. In fact, think about it. Is there anything in life that looks big to God? I mean, come on, everything looks small to him. And prayer is our expression of dependence upon his promises. And by the way, prayer isn't necessarily on your knees or in a closet, but it can be simply that quiet cry from the heart while standing in your kitchen or lying in your bed at night. It's simply a recognition that you need his grace and strength in everything. The word supplication or petition in those verses means to keep it up over and over again. Someone told me one time that they don't pray about anything more than one time because, well, if God didn't hear, hear him the first time, then there's no sense for him to repeat it a second time. But that's kind of a short-sighted view of prayer, especially when Paul uses a word that describes coming to God again and again and again with our requests. And what about the parable Jesus told in Luke chapter 11 of the man who needed bread because he had some unexpected guests? And he went to his neighbor to ask for some bread at night, and the neighbor told him to go away because they were in bed and didn't want to get up to give him anything. And yet, the friend just kept knocking and knocking and knocking until the neighbor finally got up and gave him bread. And then Jesus said, I tell you, ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be open to you. For everyone who asks receives, and the one who seeks finds, and the one who knocks, it will be opened. The implication is to keep seeking and to keep knocking, and God will give you what you need. Now, not just always what you want. He's a good father, and he knows that sometimes we ask for what we don't need. But he always supplies our needs, and we need to keep asking in prayer until he either changes our minds or our circumstances about what we need, or 
He answers our prayer positively. And Paul said to ask with thanksgiving. Now, thanksgiving is that forward look of faith that thanks God for the answers before we see it. You see, knowing the character of God, you know something, the right thing, the perfect thing will be done. And you thank God for it before it happens. Now, God isn't saying that we should ask for everything that we want. I mean, I suppose it's okay to ask God for things we want. It isn't a sin to ask for things we don't really need. I think it's more like asking for his permission. For example, maybe you want to buy an expensive boat. (laughs) You don't really need the boat. You could live without the boat. And you have the money to buy the boat, but you ask God about it. You want to make sure that God is okay with it. And I think God's response might be something like, what do you want to do with the boat? Is it just for your own enjoyment? Is it some kind of an expression of your wealth? Are you going to hoard it and not share it with anyone else? Or will you use it for my glory? Will you use it as a means of sharing the gospel with people who don't know me? Will you use it to give someone a special time who might need a break and some refreshment? You see, God always checks our motives for allowing us to have certain things that we don't really need. But we can always ask for things that we absolutely need in life. We should ask for his strength with some when some hardship comes into our life unexpectedly. We should ask for his provision when we lose a job and have bills to pay. We should ask God to deliver people from sin and for the salvation of people. We can ask for wisdom when we're making a decision, patience with people who are difficult to deal with, love and compassion for those who aren't very easy to love. And it says we lean back on him in an interdependence of faith, which is prayer. We can also begin to give thanks that the answer is coming. And it's in our thanksgiving that God gives us an inner peace that all is well. God will give us a peace that surpasses all understanding and that will guard our heart, which is our emotions, and our mind, which is our intellect, in Christ Jesus our Lord. So how about it? Are you learning to confess your worry and anxiety to the Lord, realizing that it's a sin to worry? Are you choosing to pray with thanksgiving, affirming your trust in God's wise and faithful care? If not, you can begin right now. In fact, just take a moment right now and confess your worry to him and then lay all your care upon him and ask him for whatever you need and be quick to give thanks that the answer is on the way. Thanks for listening. I hope that you'll join me again next week and pass this podcast along to somebody else who might need the encouragement.